Hi, welcome to Rockle and Russell's YouTube review. Each week we'll be setting each other challenges uh, on YouTube and finding videos for hopefully your entertainment. Hope you enjoy this current episode. Is it released with podcasters? Yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Drop it. Fuck <laughs> <Knock> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back back in the nineties when it dropped. Uh, yeah, you've been up to much. You've been how's the world of Rockle? I don't think I've done anything um, of any real note. Sem- assembled a, a dressing table at the weekend. Oh mate, that I I'm reckoning that is the like so up your street. Yeah, Dolly's uh, Dolly actually likes doing them flat pack things. We did a bed a couple of bedside tables in the summer, and she cut when when this yeah. one turned up, like wanted to be involved so is it nice to see it is it nice to see things at times and think oh she's definitely mine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well never more than the time when i look round after she'd nicked one of my sort of mini discos and she was licking all the sort of vinegar off it <laughs> yeah. yeah good point we um we couldn't make our mind up what to watch on saturday night so and neither of us were sort of in the in the mood and sometimes we don't want to sort of maybe pay for something new or yeah. current when that, so emma just had a look at netflix and the um kind of remember the name of it now the rock and ryan reynolds like a red, red notice notice yeah so we put that on and just yeah. sort of chatted it's, i think sometimes when you can sort of just chat through a film not yeah. having to pay attention knowing that you're not going to lose the thread of it yeah um, I mean, that, that looks like the first one in just another massive money-making machine for the rock. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not popular enough. He doesn't need. Uh, when you watch right. that just, um, Jungle Cruise, I watched the other day, and that was not great. But I just you, it's something very likable about the rock, isn't there? Yeah, I think everything he's ever done, I've liked. Yeah, just the way the way that film ended. I just looked at Emma and I said that, that we're going to be watching Red Notice Five in a few years. <laughs> All oh, right. Well, I have to get on it. I uh, watched June this week. Good, well-made film, but it's just so far from, you know, when they start talking about different planets with different names, I kind of lose a bit of interest. I think the planet's made out of spice, which is some kind of, you know, thing that needs to be mined. It's worth a lot of money. And, it, you know, it's got similarities to the real world. But, you know, they're getting attacked by sandworms. And I just, oh, you know, I've lost a bit of interest in it. But it's well-made. Timothy Chalamet, you know, if he was Mary Poppins, he'd be amazing, I think. He's awesome. June's one of them films. When I saw all the fuss about the like the new new one coming out, yeah, said so June is one of them films that I just vividly remember the cover. Yeah, of, from from like browsing browsing the video shop when you were younger. There's all these films that you just really remember just seeing it on yeah. the shelf. Like Hell, Hellraiser was another one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, on Peep Show he mentions June, doesn't he? I've got June on DVD, and you think, oh yeah, just felt a lot of sand, really, isn't it? um what else have i watched this week um i've tried to watch the program you talked about well you're going to talk about in a minute i've watched the first episode of that because i've never seen or heard of it so but i find i've got so many platforms to watch different stuff that i struggle to remember what i've seen so uh, i watched i do like staff let's flat so i I watched the rest of that uh, which is awesome and then i'm just looking at my recently watched we kind of like in we watched a lot of musicals actually. We watched Rent this week. That's what I was going to talk about. Tick, tick, boom. Any ideas on that? Will Smith. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, yeah, the story <laughs> of the song. <laughs> I don't even know what that song's called. Boom, shake the room. Boom, shake the room. Yeah, um, yeah. Tick, tick, boom is uh, the story of a Broadway like writer 
Jonathan Larson, his name, played by Andrew Garfield. And um, it's about him trying to get this musical, like, made. But he does it, like, in a musical way. So he's playing the piano, saying... And then Stephen Sondheim walked in, and I hadn't wrote a song yet. And kind of, like, it's really, really good. And then he goes on to write the film, uh, the write the, the musical Rent. Uh, yeah. But this is all about the kind of failed one that he didn't make. And then, um, spoiler alert, he dies on the week it's Rent is being released. So he never yeah. ever, so it shows how much he struggle and then he never gets to see what a success he is. It's like, it was absolutely brilliant. It made us watch Rent and then Rent has led us on to watch Miss Saigon today. So yeah, a lot of musical theatre. I've never seen Rent, but Miss Saigon I've seen and I quite like it. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say these things anymore. No, I've, I've seen a handful, not as many as you. I'd, I'd, I'd never seen a single, never even got near one until I yeah. never, well, not. Not that I can remember, unless I got taken to something when I was younger that I don't remember seeing. I remember going to see pantomimes and stuff when I was younger, but I don't think my parents, I don't think my dad was ever enamoured by taking me to a musical. No. <laughs> it's like we said before, isn't it? Like when, you, when you're into football from an early age, it's so hard to then have another thing because that's yeah. enough money on it to, to go to football as, as often as you can. Yeah. To, um, to have a second thing is just a bit, yeah, a bit unrealistic. I, I remember saying to my mum and dad about like they paid for my sister to go to uni, but obviously I didn't go to uni. So, you know, when when do I get that money? And they said we genuinely spent about the same with like on football boots and like matches and taking you to games and stuff. And I thought, well, well, my sister definitely won there because <laughs> I think I was I was terrible at football, but she was also terrible at uni. So, well done, my parents. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, um, I, we haven't had much. I spoke to Martin Seal this week. Martin is an avid listener. So whenever I see Martin, he talks to me straight away about the podcast, which is amazing because it's nice to have that kind of feedback. But I live um, quite close to a diving centre and he was part of them. He's a, a naval officer and they were doing some pra- diving practice down there. So it was like 200 yards down the road. So I met up with him and he's, you know, he was talking to me like, says it's fun that you kind of was going to talk about funny moments in music, but then you spent... 20 minutes on talking about music and 40 minutes talking about uh, fantasy league. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it's just like, I don't see Martin that often, but it was good to just sit down me and him because normally it's in a crowd. When I see Martin, he's with other people or whatever. And um, yeah, got a good catch up and a good laugh. And it's nice to have people like, I don't know, because you're in Reading, if someone comes up to see you, it's like a lot bigger deal, isn't it? Rather than you going back to Welling Garden. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't remember. Uh, like, it's not too. I'm not not including our wedding, obviously. There's yeah. not been too many occasions in the years that I've lived there where people have come. Yeah, you know, wedding wedding aside, mm. um, a lot of the time when there's ever been like talk about me doing something for my birthday, I always end up just thinking like, nah, I can't bother to organise it. And yeah. you know the the confirming numbers, and it's it's, it's oh, different. Yeah. It's hard because like just just for a birthday, which is basically just a night out. Yeah, people having to book hotels and travel and babysitters mm. and everything else just to, just to come to the yeah. pub. <laughs> yeah. They're just not going to bother, are they? No, and I find if I I don't have many parties and stuff because I spend too much of my time worrying about everyone thinking it's shit. That makes sense. <laughs> so I'm like constantly on my toes and trying to make sure everyone's enjoying themselves. And then I probably don't enjoy myself because I'm too busy going around. I was going to mention actually Chris Lorimer's 40th birthday. We're at a stage now, like a year below you at school, but everyone's becoming 40 in the same year. So it's kind of constant. And it's Chris Chris Lorimer's turn on the uh, 18th, 19th, sorry. And um, 
because he lives in Thailand, we got videos made. I, I sent you the Carnu yeah. video. So we paid £37 for Carnu to say happy birthday to Chris. But I put in the kind of, you know, when you do these things, you have like a little bump to write to them to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And Carnu, I said to Carnu, his nickname's Sawsands, and he never buys around unless it's at a Weatherspoons. And then Carnu <laughs> just is like, uh, I'm not going to do any accent actually, because I think it might come across offensive. <laughs> but like, so like blessings and God appreciates you and I hope you have a great birthday and my only regret is I can't be there with you I think he says I think that's very nice of Carnu <laughs> to, to want to yeah. come out with Chris Lorimer and his mates but, yeah but um yeah um he's obviously Thailand's off the red list now so he's coming back for Christmas and we're, he uh I tried calling him on his birthday but he called me back and uh hopefully gonna get meet up in London on in December at some point but yeah so it's been quite a positive week of get seeing people like <laughs> It doesn't like happen a lot, and then when it does, I really appreciate actually seeing people. You know, because it's great meeting up with you on Zoom. But there's nothing better than you know, me and Martin went for a walk. He said, "Oh, do you come down and watch the divers if you want?" And I thought there's not going to be like an underwater viewing platform. <laughs> Just I'll see people at the top of the water and then not see them again for a while. That'll be it. But yeah, oh, it's awesome seeing him. It's just like mad that Martin's doing so well. You know, he's always going to do well for himself, you know what I mean? He's had that kind of personality about him. Um, and he was everything was done right, and he was a perfectionist and fair play to him. But then, like, people were coming up to him while me and him were sitting outside, and uh, they'd go, oh, boss, uh, any chance of um, you could uh, speak to me about my um, my rig or my kit or whatever? And Martin was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I think, God, when we were at school, like, it was, it was so easily easy to bully Martin because of, like... <laughs> his big ears and his goat eyes. And uh, <laughs> now he's just so respected by everyone and fair play to him. You know, I completely agree with them, but it's just mad seeing people you grow up with kind of moved away. And then they're quite important. If that makes sense. Yeah. What does he actually do now then? Um, he's an, he's, I know he's a Naval officer um, yeah. and he's in, I, I think it's quite, uh, you know, he's not allowed to tell me, I think. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so, but he was doing some diving practice with people and he was telling me all about like why they use kind of quarries rather than they go out to sea because they need to dive up to like 90 meters or 60 meters. So you do kind of three sets of 20 to get used to it, then 40, then 60. Uh, and in a quarry, that's great because you go down to 60 meters and do whatever you have to do. And then uh, you come back up and then you're still in the quarry. But if you want to go down 60 meters off the coast of Bournemouth, or Portsmouth or something, you've, you're at like eight, nine miles out of sea. And then the weather, when you come back up, you could be a mile away from where you're supposed to be or something. So right. that's why they kind of use these places. But um, yeah, he's doing so well for himself. I'm so pleased for him. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully he comes back up at some point. And so, and like, we drifted apart for a while, like you do with most people. And then when you see people again, you just appreciate it more, you know, it's, I think it's really good. It's interesting, like, to, to, to see people who do something interesting as well. And then normally when I see Martin, he's, he loves an argument. He loves, he'll just have the opposite opinion of people just to kind of have that argument, which is, you know, fair enough. I know it's part of him. I don't kind of get involved in it now. Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, uh, we've, I think we come up to play golf, you know, we talk about football. You know that um, Mark Noble took that penalty against Man United and missed without touching the ball, come on a sub. And Martin just oh, went, yeah. well, you know, a rugby player wouldn't do that. And you just think, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's a football fan, but not a fan of footballers, I think, you know. 
but there you go. There you go, Martin, for that. <laughs> you say you listen to it for an hour on the way to work. We've spent 20 minutes on you. <laughs> <laughs> underrated sitcoms is the title of this week. How did you base things that are underrated? Ones that yeah. you don't hear people talk about, I think, rather than sort of underrated. Because I reckon um, like one of mine would probably be something that would have got like good critical acclaim. Yeah. But probably went under the radar on the TV and not, not, no one, I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody about it. Okay. Shall we go straight so in with it? Anything? Fuck all. Let me tell you about the beautiful old battle axe I once found. Yeah, you I married her. Have I done that one for you before? Sorry to interrupt, but are you metal detectors? This is a metal detector. We are metal detectorists. You're going to discover the Valley of the Kings. In Essex. What you got? Matchbox car. I mean, who's been playing with cars up here? Would you so the humble, boring button is a very real piece of social history. <laughs> we all know there's a Saxon ship burial somewhere in this part of the county. It's basically the holy grail of treasure hunting. Well, no, the holy grail is the holy grail of treasure hunting. Hello. Welcome to the mass ranks of the Debris Metal Detecting Club. I understood there was going to be a talk about buttons. I'll very happily do a recap. No. Please, no. Yes, <laughs> we were wondering if you'd give us your permission to detect on your land. Fascinating. <laughs> This is a song about how you, you don't appreciate the good things in your life until they bunk off with the manager of the local pizza hut. Who's this? Looks like Simon and Garfunkel. Do you have permission to detect on this land? Not telling you. Immature. Are you? I felt the time. <laughs> I've been questioned by a policeman because I was making mums nervous. <laughs> the call of all the songbirds. I thought you were vegetarian. Well. You are always staring at the ground. Oh, not. I bet you'd be amazed at the things you've missed. It's those wankers trying to muscle in on our patch. You don't met Tony, have you? Maggie's new bloke. I don't think so. Massive knob. Has he? No. Oh, yes, the metal detectors. Detectorists. Right, so the detectorist spark, underrated yeah. for you. Yeah, but like I say, it might well if you if you were to sort of look online and find reviews, you probably would have found it was highly yeah. rated by critics and people involved <laughs> and all that thing. But I just think, yeah, I don't I don't ever remember like ever speaking to anybody about it. Ever go, oh, did you see that? Just yeah. never. Not until I sent it to you and then you acknowledged it that showed that you knew of it. But um, <laughs> I just yeah. I just don't think so often things like that just sort of pass by and you just yeah. think man that just deserves so much credit uh, yeah definitely got uh i don't know if anyone watches like um mortimer and whitehouse gone fishing this is like a hundred yeah. times better because it has a story to it and it's funny and they're trying to be funny and it's a uh, i think it's nothing short of brilliant and like when i watched one episode of it it took me a while to watch the first episode i think that was the problem you know you kind of look yeah. at the premise of it two people metal detecting and you just think, what's the what could be funny about that? But then I think Simon Farnaby, yeah. Simon Farnaby makes it for me, who's um, part of Simon and Garfunkel. And then every episode yeah. with those kind of puns on them, I just yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, like Toby Jones, you know, he's been in some massive films. So it's Mackenzie Crook, I suppose. And then just to do this little kind of quaint sitcom where not a lot happens a lot of the time, 
oh, I love it. I think it's really, really good. Yeah, they 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 become really kind of likable. You feel like you know them, like they're sort of like your mates, and you want them to do well. And yeah, I think once in in sitcom, which is essentially what it is, although it's very subtle. Yeah, you know what I say. Not a great deal happens. No kind of belly like like laugh out loud like hilarious things. Yeah, and no but, point does um, Mackenzie Crook fall through a bar. In, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once you are invested in them like that, what they say doesn't have to be much for it to yeah. be funny because you just you like them, so you kind of just chuckle along with them anyway. Oh yeah, definitely. And like you say, you want them to do well. You want them to win, and you want Mackenzie Crook to stop making poor decisions about his girlfriend and things. And, yeah, you know, not uh, like fall in love with the other girl in it and stuff, and you just and then when he gets his like I think it's series two when he gets the job as a I'm going with archaeologist yeah, but they actually do digs yeah. and then Tim Key yeah. has a has a um a, a cameo in it and um, what I really yeah. liked was the relationship Toby Jones and his ex wife and the the Pizza Hut guy uh, and how much they kind of he hates the bloke but still try to be nice to his. Uh, uh, wife and it's funny every time and then it, you, it's great to see him moving on and stuff i really really like it i think i would recommend it to anyone yeah the mortimer and white house is a good comparison because it is that kind of like two two people that are uh, you know a little bit older and mm. just sort of mates together and it's just nice nice to watch um, yeah the, the theme tune was good which obviously played over I was, when i found that clip and found that they had a clip that yeah. was a, a trailer because there wasn't a great deal out there unsurprisingly no. on youtube like actual bits from it because i think like we were saying the bits that make you laugh and that you would enjoy in something like that mm. are, are enjoyable because you've built towards that point watching like maybe a whole episode or even a whole series to get yeah. to a to get to a point where you get the kind of payoff so um when i found that clip that was essentially like a preview of the series with yeah. the music playing in the background i always always remember really liking the music as well when it started and ended uh, like, oh. did, did you watch it weekly or did you binge it uh, no because i didn't i didn't know of it when it came out so i think i watched i i binged when i heard about it which i, I can't remember where i heard yeah. about it i must might flash up on the iplayer or maybe heard mackenzie crook talk about it on a podcast or something oh, okay um so i binged the first series shortly before the second one came on and then when the second oh, okay. one was on i watched it watched them as they came out yeah i think the the music for me was the kind of worst thing about it because they have that song which is a good song but it's constant isn't it it's the beginning and end yeah. of each episode, and then anytime there's kind of a break, that kind of ding 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 comes in again, and I'm like, oh, it's a good song, and I think it must have been written for the actual program. Um, but yeah, have you ever been metal detected? <laughs> that sounds like usually one of the questions you start with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, I would. I'd like to though. I, I, I can yeah. see the appeal stuff like that. Because um, that programme with Johnny Vaughan, that Mud Men, I think, oh, I'd like to try and find <laughs> yeah. stuff. But uh, I've, I bought a little one for my garden because I wanted to be digging up bits. So I thought, oh, I'll have a little whiz around the garden with this like 20 quid metal detector. And I found like a, a bracket, like a, you know, like a shelving bracket. And I found where the old washing line used to be. And then the, the weirdest thing I found was a polystyrene brick covered in tinfoil. I just I have still no idea why it was there. <laughs> <laughs> just I think it was buried on purpose for someone to find but, but I, when you see the kind of the Banbury Detectorist Club or uh, whatever it's called I think I, could, I would struggle listening to a presentation about buttons or uh, bottle tops yeah <laughs> but yeah I did look I, I did look it up for the area and it is 
like extremely hard to get permission to 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 metal detect anywhere really so it's a tough thing you've no, got to be right. you've got to be accredited and part of a club and stuff you can't just buy one and start going out looking for stuff because who's who owns it if you find it kind of thing farmer in that clip the, the mad old farmer that they approached to ask him yeah uh, he, he was always funny he was probably one of those bits in it that was obviously funny because he was a he was a bit of a, a character a lot, a lot of it's really subtle but there's there's bits in it with yeah with, there was a bit i remember where they were just detecting in a field and all of a sudden a big you know like one of those big trampolines with the enclosure yeah. around it that you see it was gardens just came rolling down the hill went right past them and then disappeared and then that bloke appeared in his land rover a minute later yeah have you seen a trampoline <laughs> uh, yeah i think the highlight for me, Simon Farnaby is talking to them under a tree, like, uh, and they're trying to put in as many Simon and Garfunkel uh, puns mm. as possible, and they keep chinking their tea, like, <laughs> for everyone they do. Uh, I, I like Simon Farnaby's amazing. Have you seen him in anything else? You like? I like ghosts. Have you seen ghosts? Uh, uh, only a couple of ghosts. He was in. Um, he was in this time with Partridge when he recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. other presenter that. He didn't like, yeah. Um, yeah, horrible histories. But then he, he was in a lot of Mighty Boosh stuff as well. Mighty Boosh and uh, um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I think he's in that as well. I don't know. He seems to be in all those kind of things. Feather in his cap. I think the fact that he's in that those type of things because it shows that he's really kind of highly thought of by people who are you know making making these things that are. But yeah, I think direct de- detectorists is a, a great shout for underrated. I find like people ask me all the time of like, oh, I'm I'm not watching anything on. Netflix at the moment, what would you recommend? I, th- I think that's when a dis- conversation's going badly. People ask you that. <laughs> I get asked it quite a lot. <laughs> uh, um, so, like, thinking of underrated sitcom, yeah, Detectorist, it, definitely. Because um, I can't remember it actually being on it's Terrestrial. Because obviously there's crossover that in- initially things that I think of it would be maybe underrated in this country, but wouldn't, wouldn't be underrated. Yeah. Uh, uh, in America because but again that's not them necessarily being underrated that's just them sort of not having coverage or not being seen by enough people should I get another clip on and then I can feed my cat Tanya it's Clive is it Tanya I'm coming Joy I don't know what's he doing here he should be at the registry office oh look everyone Clive's come to see Tanya um, well sit down sit down what, what does the happy groom want a, a roll a drink um, I'm not sure anymore I'm not sure I know what that means. What's wrong? You drunk? Fucked. He's fucked. Does he want a banana? <laughs> you okay, darling? Did you drive here like this? Okay, I've got to go. My cab's here. You can't go. There he is. The teacher trying to cross me out with his red pen. Best man. <laughs> All right, Clive. Worst. Didn't even come to the stag do. Just left me outside secrets, waiting like an autograph hunter for strippers. Oh, you know I was busy. I know, your mum told me. I was working me, on a screen Bloody play. migraine. Oh, yeah, I, I had a migraine. Sorry. Yeah, well, your loss had a bloody good laugh. No touching. Okay, darling. <laughs> Should you have been drinking? Aren't you a... Oh, here we go, Mr Funny Bollocks. You're not on your TV show now, you know. There's no... Look, there's no team of people here to make you look good. All right, Clive. Always judging. Judge Dread. Judge John. Shall I make him some tea? Judge Jules. Judge Judge Judy. That's who you are. Trying to save his mummy from this old brute. Well, who are you, eh? 
Who are you? Alright, okay, alright. What? What, chatty bollocks? Here he is, the knight in shining armour. Well, where's your horse? Hmm? Clippity clop! Clippity clop! Where's oh. your horse? Hmm? I've got that shirt. Well, this is a white shirt. I've got a, I've got a similar one. It's nice. Yeah, well, why aren't you wearing it then? What are you looking at? Oh God! You wouldn't last five minutes in my world. Come no, here! Five? No. Go on, be a man. Where's your joke book now? Think you're Jimmy Tarbuck? Not really. Clive, put him down. Clive. Hey. It's all right. It's fine, Mum. Yeah. You don't know <laughs> what to do now, do you? Hey. Well, you know, you're not actually worth it. Hey, you snivelling shitbag! Oh, what, what, what was that? Was that legal? Right, just calm down, all right? Don't talk to Clive. Hurt me. Come with me for a minute. Right, coming, darling. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Well, hello, Liz. Glad someone made an effort. <laughs> well, I think I dealt with that quite well, no? Is Clive all right? What about me? What about me? Why'd you have to go and aggravate him? I've been assaulted. <laughs> it was hilarious. It wasn't hilarious. It was, it was quite terrifying. I filmed it. Look, you want to see? No. <laughs> you totally shat yourself. All right, can you delete it? Yeah, delete it, Adam. Delete it or put it on YouTube. Please, delete it. I've got a date tonight. This, this jacket will be very expensive in a shop. So that was Simon Amstel's uh, grandma's house, which is was on BBC iPlayer, BBC Two. And uh, I really like that. I really like Simon Amstel from Pop World. And then I liked it when he went on to uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks. And then I liked his stand up. And then I liked that as well. I'm not an easily likable person, is he, Simon Amstel? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think I've liked everything he's done. <laughs> and I think Grandma's House is massively underrated. I think it's really, really good. And then I knew it wouldn't be popular, I knew it wasn't going to go to a third series. But then, you know, Rebecca Front is in it and. Uh, uh, James Smith there. James Smith's amazing, isn't he? Um, Glenn from The Thick of It, who's also the, yeah. the, the old guy there having a game. I've seen the auntie as well in different things as well. But So it basically all just takes part in his grandma's house uh, about his kind of life of not being on and uh, never mind the buzzcocks anymore and him trying to write a play. It's really, really good. Have you seen any of it? Yeah, yeah. We we both really liked it. Mm. Me and Emma both. We, we, went and saw, we went and saw Simon Amstel stand up in, in Reading off the back of, around the similar sort of time because we were kind of watching it. Yeah. Uh, and really enjoying it and we started sort of keeping an eye out for him then and then went and saw him in Reading. Yeah, I'm saying I, re I remember him sort of way back then on Pop World. Was there just two series of Grandma's House then? Yeah, I think there was a big gap between one and two yeah. um, because I, I just didn't think it was going to be popular enough for a second series and then uh, it's one of those, like I say, you've got the, your whole life to write series one and then you have six months to write series two and I think you kind of suffer yeah. a little bit from that but I've still really enjoyed it, uh, I, just because I like Simon Amstel, and it, I felt like it was incredibly close to his life. <laughs> but I just what, so what is it then? Because it sounds like if, if people knew this, mm. everything would be very different. But what? Why don't people like that? Because that to me is just ten times better than the majority of sitcoms that are on yeah. and run for years and years and years. So what is it? What do, do people just not? Because I would imagine if anyone did sit down and watch it, they would enjoy it. So yeah. is, is it just not, it just doesn't grab people's attention straight away? I think the humour's not broad enough. I think it's quite niche and you've got to be a fan of Simon Amstel or his comedy to kind of like what he's going on about. He's not saying, you know, why can't I find the other sock in the washer? 
You know, why don't buses come and then two come along at once? If you think of any sitcom that goes for a more than kind of two, three series, they are very broad. You know, if you like, you look at the yeah. last of the summer wines, your Mrs. Brown boy, Mrs. Brown's boys, and you, you know, things of that nature are f- very popular. Well, I can't remember who said it. I think Liam Gallagher. Oh, it's really popular. Yeah, herpes is popular. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people get syphilis, you know. Like, don't, don't judge it on that. It's, yeah, really, really good. I like even like the young lad in it. The storyline, it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, it's just no. situations that happen in a house and then funny going on around things they hear that day. It's, you know, much of a muchness, but I'd watch it again now, you know. It's, I'd really like it. Yeah, that's one of those things that I've uh, similar to Detectorist because they they are they've had like less coverage and and um, they're, they're not repeated in the same way that other things would be. It so is still, it's still it's still on the iPlayer. There's 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 other more sort of popular sitcoms that feel like they've been on the first time round and then have been on like uh, like Peep Show is one that I like, but that's yeah. been on Ellie a lot since the first time it was on. It's just been repeated and shown over the in betweeners things yeah. like that are kind of shown over and over again whereas things like this are kind of on once and pre yeah pre on pre on demand that would have mm. been it wouldn't it, it would have been on and then yeah. you'd have to go and buy it on dvd I, th- I, I can't stand the kind of sitcoms that are on all the time so uh, the big bang theory i've seen every episode of that and i'm happy for that to be it and it's over with there are no kind of standout points it's just always on so i know in the mornings on channel four you're going to get an episode of king and queens two episodes of Frasier and then it goes on to other stuff but I can't stand that well I used to like Cheers well I think Cheers is probably the broadest comedy that I've I've ever liked to a to a level but then that kind of reminds me of my youth and reminds me of my parents and stuff and you know I think I like it yeah. through that like oh we play I play golf on Saturday and the guy Alan who I was playing with was talking about Steel Game have you ever heard of Steel Game uh heard of but never yeah. seen so two two Scottish guys. My um, brother-in-law Ryan. We, oh yeah, we've met on the podcast. Um, it's a massive fan of Steel Game, and he was saying he can't believe that Steel Game isn't popular where Mrs. Brown's Boys is. And I thought yeah. I don't like particularly like Steel Game because it's not my sense of humour because it's incredibly Scottish sense of humour. So I don't get a lot of the references. I don't get a lot of the jokes within it. And I thought maybe Mrs. Brown's Boys doesn't do that. Maybe Mrs. Brown's Boys appeals to more people because it's for everyone not for just for scottish people and i think maybe grandma's house is suited to people like me who like <laughs> that kind of humor does i don't know if that, yeah. that makes sense but grandma's house is never going to be you know and only falls on horses last of the summer wine birds of a feather type thing you know it's, it, it wouldn't appeal to that many people but like you say i think anyone who sat down and started watching it would get through all the episodes of it. Uh, because it's nearly Christmas now, I'm mm. approaching that time of year where I'm going to shout snowman yeah. over and over again <laughs> because of the bit in Harry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that they were following Alan Jones. I, have I ever picked it as a clip on here? I don't no, think we've had a Maybe we'll a have a, a Christmas episode, maybe. Yeah. And and the, the gist is Harry Hill's uh, picking apart TV burp and he's picking apart yeah. uh, one of those shows where they kind of follow ex-celebrities and what they're doing yeah. now and it shows Alan Jones quite depressingly singing uh, or doing like nightclub appearances oh right singing walking and, in the air yeah well <laughs> pretty much and um they show a clip of him standing in a, a very kind of dingy looking nightclub and there's obviously like a piss bloke at the front who's <laughs> just going, you just you just see him going snowman <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And then it cuts away and you see something else and you just hear this bloke's voice in the background again saying, we're walking in here, like thinking that he's... <laughs> but I think what I said to Emma, what makes me laugh so much about it is... If I was there, I'd be thinking, you know, shut up, dick. Yeah. Like, like the equivalent of like a heckler. But it's not what he's saying that I think is funny. Yeah. Because it's incredibly unoriginal mm. and like rude. But the fact, what makes me laugh is the fact that he would think that it's funny. Uh, I do find myself at the odd broad sitcom, like something like Friends. Every now and then, Joey will say something that will make me laugh. But all in yeah. all, I don't, I don't particularly like Friends. Oh no, I, I think Friends is uh, Friends would probably be the one that I would say that's the broadest thing that I still really like. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, friend, Friends is is a like a, a mega worldwide smash that everybody has seen, isn't it? And I, yeah, I, I still like Friends. I'd still rewatch episodes of Friends. It's um, Zoe chooses it to kind of fall asleep to because she knows. But then I find myself listening in on it and stuff. Um, I think Brooklyn Line Nine and Cheers are probably my broadest that I still like yeah. and watch. If I went through to my, I always go to my DVD collection and think about what sitcoms I've really liked. And I think the ones that have just got one disc. <laughs> yeah. like, I think like I was going to choose Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I could put that on any second of the day and watch it, you know. Uh, same with Mighty Boosh, uh, Mighty Boosh Live DVD. I must have seen a hundred times. But yeah, not a massive fan of it. But then I understand why people are fans of it, you know. But don't you think like the six friends, if anyone tries to become the seventh friend, they're like ostracized <laughs> straight away. <laughs> and at least four of them don't like that person or five of them. And then they're kind of gone within three or four episodes. Yeah. I think it's only Paul Rudd that last lasted. Uh, yeah. What was it? He was in it for like the last, what, the last couple of series, was it? Two yeah. Of I think the yeah. last, maybe just the last series. It's normally a boyfriend that recurring. It was like Janice and Gunther are yeah. the kind of the sixth the seventh and eighth friend aren't they oh, gunther died last week didn't he yeah sad i watched a bit of that re- reunion which was not good i have no idea why james corden needed to be there <laughs> i have no idea why but i'm never been less surprised by anything in my life <laughs> yeah. that he was there i feel sorry for james corden i said to him the other day like that, that i understand why people maybe are a bit sick of him because of the kind of type of thing that he does. But yeah. I think it's he's a classic example of, oh, yeah, well done, the the, the, the British, yeah. you know, success story, take, taking over the world, well done to him, good for him. Not too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just, yeah. just start completely trying to rip him down and destroy mm. him. I still think he kind of, I think my problem with James Gordon is that he will do anything. Like um, I watched some a film the other day, I think it was called Prom. And he played an extremely camp um, homosexual guy. And I just thought, this is all wrong. This should not still be happening. <laughs> you know. And if they need someone to play that part, they maybe should choose someone who's a bit like that already, rather than getting James Corden to do kind of like an offensive take on what he thinks a camp homosexual would be like. <laughs> Does that make sense? Or we're like, cats. They didn't need to be in cats. Like, I didn't think that was good. No. <laughs> Did you ever see... Um... In the during your Norm Macdonald clip, see when Norm Macdonald was on Corden's show, and Norm Macdonald corrected James Corden for incorrect yeah. use of um, is it underwhelmed uh, nonplussed uh, nonplussed yeah yeah, <laughs> and then you think like it's, it's just the moment's going to pass, and then you just hear Norm go, no, not not nonplussed. Yeah. He's actually correcting him as to what the what the right yeah. use of the word is. It's quite 
the, the comedy mind of someone like Norman Donald because non yeah. nonplussed. James Corden has used that word because it's a funny word that people yeah. don't use. Didn't get away with it. Yeah, the story is Mickey Mouse is obviously a, a a mask on people at Disney World, and the further away from Disney World, the weirder Mickey Mouse is. And then yeah. Norman Donald said about Mickey Mouse dropping a baby. He still was obviously very happy. And then James Corden goes, yeah, he's nonplussed. And then Norm McDonald's like, well, no, that doesn't work there. He's happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the final day of the school year, and we were all in the mood for some classically formative experiences. This was my gang. In order of coolness, by which I mean the average number of cigarettes we each smoked per day, there was Adnan Masood, a.k.a. Addy, Ralph Roberts, and Tom Craggy Crag. And this was me, just sitting on a table, thinking, I assume, knowing me. It's quite hard to visually demonstrate thinking, isn't it? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Not fresher face then, of course, but then that is what circa 10,000 pints of cheap lager will do to you. And of course, we all picture ourselves being slightly better looking in our memories, don't we? So, you know, just go with it. Grab the amber! Oh, no chance, dickhead. You two, puck in! He's doing me, Eddie. Yeah, we're both nice, soft as shit. Yeah, well, at least we're not thick as shit and actually end up going to uni and trying to do something with our lives instead of spending the next decade just managing a coke habit, Ralph. S sorry, got carried away there. I don't know why I did that. That was uh, bad and snobbish and I won't do it again. Uh, they can't hear me, by the way. As the cooler slash more carcinogenically exposed members of the group, Adnan and Ralph had big ambitions for the summer, involving two girls, names of Rachel Fielder and Cassie McClare. Cassie, it was agreed, was almost the coolest, most fanciable girl in the school, second only to Rachel Fielder. Rachel's coolness partly lay in her knowing and singing the best new songs before anyone else. On this particular day, it was Never Leave You by Luma D. Fuck up, man. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Ralph. Rachel. <laughs> I'm Rachel. Ralph. You're Rachel. I'm Ralph. Yeah, I know. So, uh, how are you keeping then? How's she keeping? It's like my uncle, he's dead. I'm keeping all right, thanks. Maybe see you down Cleveland's tonight? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'll see you then, then. What's that song that you've been singing today? Never Leave You by Lumidy. Right. I probably could have cut that shorter, but, um, yeah, that is uh, Ladhood. Have you uh, ex watched any of Ladhood? No, no, I think I've just I've just seen the name appear on sort of various, like, yeah. you know, things like that, but I've never seen it, never seen any of it. Yeah, so it's based along the kind of kidulthood, adulthood kind of lines. It's obviously a sitcom. Um, Liam Williams, I think it's the, the guy in the denim shirt there, and he kind of jumps, the sitcom jumps between his life now and his life when he was back at school. So he has a situation in his life now, uh, so he breaks up with his girlfriend or something and he'll have bad rejection and, and like he'll have bad feelings about how he was rejected. So he'll go back in time to talk amongst his like schoolhood friends uh, to find out why he has those feelings kind of thing. This is why I feel like this kind of. And it is absolutely brilliant. I fell across it on iPlayer by luck and it's one of the best I've seen for a very long time. I really, really liked it. Yeah, you get the kind of full scale of emotions and I think that kind of era of school is more similar to when I went to school when we went to school so mm. that like even the kind of music choices all kind of Dizzy Rascal and Kano and like 
um, the streets and stuff like that. I think it's really good. And then, like he says, he's in that kind of situation where he's walking around his schoolhood friends, having a go at them and stuff, but they can't hear him or see him or anything. It's got yeah. kind of a, a bit of a Christmas Carol vibe to it. You really want him to do well. It's kind of the whole kind of situation. He's, he's at school up north, uh, but he now lives in London and his life seems to be pretty okay. But he hates both. <laughs> and he <laughs> keeps getting into situations where he wants to get everyone out. Like, have you not got bigger aspirations than like living in Yorkshire for the rest of your life? Like, this is England. There's some kind of like comic relief around it, even though it's funny what they're doing. There's characters that come in and out. You know, the guy with the guys with mustaches in This Is England 90. Is it 90? Yeah. Yeah, them two like guys. The Miami Vice. Yeah. The Miami Vice looking one. Yeah. They're, they're kind of comic relief. But there's kind of two guys in the. Um, sick in ladhood who ones like they're really out of they're a bit older lads and the lads are kind of scared at them and do what they want even though they don't want to they're really funny every time they come in it's like there's some running jokes that are really good like um liam williams's character i can't remember the name of him <laughs> he uh, always is, gets in and gets angry he kicks a bin and then sometimes and then you go into a room and there's the bins already dented you know it's kind of like <laughs> you can notice you look more in depth of it and it's just so well written and so well put together. I I, I can't imagine a a, a lad of or jo- a, a man of our age not liking it. That's yeah. why they, they did that with BBC Three, didn't they? They stopped the channel and put put it all online. Yeah. And then he's been commissioned, and and then I looked up Liam Williams from there. I watched a bit of his stand up, and he's really funny in the right places. But he does one at the um, like in the live lounge, I think, at Radio One, and it's it's a hard watch. It, <laughs> the crowd are not yeah. there for him. <laughs> I, it's weird just seeing him then, and you, this might be something that you recall. Yeah. Um, my when I saw him then and heard him talking, the first place my mind went was to picturing or remembering him on "Have I Got News for You." Oh right, yeah. But I can't remember why. If that was a particular like standout clip that I would have seen, or whether I've seen it recently. Mm. Um, his um, setup is quite political, and he's you know. But yeah, I think uh, he's been in like Back to Life and. Uh, I think back to life's where I first saw him. He's been this time of Alan Partridge, and then he does some stand up here and there, but not massively famous. Not massively like. Um, have you seen that Back to Life? The um, the woman who's been released from prison for killing her friend by accident. No. Oh, that's really good. He's a he kind of owns a fish and chip shop in that and gives her a chance. It's really that's really good as well. Back to Life's uh, underrated. I think that's also just an eye player kind of. Yeah, you're right though. Like you're saying when you were saying earlier about people. Um, asking for the Netflix recommendations. It's always it's always the serial dramas that people talk about, isn't it? Yeah. People n- never really kind of um, recommend comedies, do they? But I suppose that no. it's difficult, isn't it? Because yeah, such a broad range of what people will, will enjoy. <laughs> people would, yeah, would feel sort of nervous about <laughs> sort of nominating something that they think is funny only for someone to come back and yeah. say, what, what, what were yeah. you thinking? But so, so if, you, if you went to work and you said, to like the new guy, like, oh, is there anything, do, what do you like watching on TV? Is there anything I like, I've missed out on? And he said like, oh, I love that Mrs. Brown's boys. You probably wouldn't ever speak to him again, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think, yeah. oh, he's 100% not my cup of tea. Just That's something else I'm going to ask you. Oh, yes, Mark, you, I hear you dipped your toe into I'm a Celebrity, the new series last night. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Like, I can't remember what I was what I was actually doing, but it was on. Was the, I working? This is the first year where I've said what everyone says every other year, which is they are playing the words fa- celebrity fast and loose. 
like I've, I recognised quite a f- well a few of them because I'm up, like like to keep up to date with things. But there was like if they're in a soap, I don't know who they are, unfortunately. No, unless they're in a big big one. If unless it's Janine Butcher or someone, I wouldn't know who they are. But I wouldn't know even <laughs> her first name by real name anyway. Uh, but Charlie Brooks, <laughs> mate, that is two points. Um, but naughty boy. I've heard that name. No idea what he'd look like or what what songs he was involved in or anything like that. I don't think music producers should really be, unless they're singing along. You know, Calvin Harris is good. <laughs> I know yeah. who he is, but he wouldn't be on I'm a Celebrity. The guy from Emmerdale didn't know. Always two, uh, two Olympics, uh, always a footballer. And then from there, Richard Madeley is the most famous person on that programme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm looking forward to the the, part, the accidental partridges that are happening. Yeah, but is it accidental with him? I still can't make my mind up. Right, should we get on to your last one? Ah, hello there. On tonight's show, we've got Neil, a male news agent who carries a rape alarm. <laughs> well, it's personal alarm. Do more. I couldn't help but notice as I came through the door, you've got the no more than three school children and a shop card in the window. What a great mall that is. Yeah, I'm actually thinking they're lowering it to two. There's a shop in town. It only allows one. That's what we're heading for. Or none. Hey, one long face. I had your father's watch stuck up my ass for five years. What? Pulp fiction. I don't remember that bit. He does say it, honestly. How you been then? Yeah, good morning. Doing all right, mate. I was just doing, um, internet dating profile, actually. You're doing that, then? Yeah, you know, with a little dabble, just for a laugh. Might find me soul, mate, might not. If I don't, I don't know what I'll do. You've got your photo there and your red line there. Then you fill this in and ladies send you little messages. Mm. Internet's a bit weird, though, isn't it? You never know who you're really talking to. Yeah, I thought of that. So I'm not going to give any real details. Change my name, lie about everything. Until <laughs> uh, I meet them. Make sure they're not mental. Right. So my headline is going to be, I will never make you come to the football on Saturday. Let's go shopping instead. Oh, right, that's good, isn't it? Hmm. Why? My ex-wife. That was her biggest bugbear, me dragging her to the football. So I'm setting my stall out differently this time. You should get involved, mate. You ain't got a woman in your life, have you? <sighs> Nothing major. I'll help with your profile if you want. Look at all the women on it. Some nice ones. She's all right, ain't she? She's got a chocolate lab. What's that, some Willy Wonka shit? <laughs> chocolate Labrador. I mean, she's got a brown dog. Nah, no dogs. Can't go on holiday. Same, because she looks lovely. I'll fuck her off. Right, anyway, <laughs> just click that. Unless me profile gone live. There I am. Just gotta wait now. Bloody torture. Heads up, school children. But it's Saturday. Plain clothes. Still school children. All right. So this was the one I was talking about earlier that I'd never even heard of, and now yeah. I need to watch all of it. So uh, the mimic that's called on Channel Four. But not on the Channel 4 player, unfortunately. Ah. So I don't know how... how did you see it on the at the time or...? Yeah. Um, I think I must have seen him doing promo because I knew it was kind of based around him and he, uh, you know, I like my voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went... Uh, that's why I watched it. 
like because I knew that he'd be doing voices in it because it's another one of those things that's kind of very you know loosely based on his life yeah so he's an impressionist kind of um, mm. voiceover artist in it and he's just trying to find his way and get yeah. work and everything else but then yeah so the like I, I went for the voices but then once I actually started watching it I was like oh this is really good again like the Tetris it's very really kind of it's really just slow and nice to watch and it yeah you know it's just not, nothing you end up again you end up liking them yeah liking it's, them, it's likeable um it's not it's a really race good. it's not and a race around the world is it it's like he's just no. plodding along through life yeah nothing happens but i just <laughs> I, I, there's a there's a lot of good sitcoms where nothing happens isn't there? yeah exactly like seinfeld <laughs> is obviously the the one isn't it the, the yeah show well, about what was the the funny review it's just a bunch of white people sitting around having dinner yeah i'm massively on board with something where nothing happens where it's just following people around and mm. just watching them interact and then like bits like that like just it was just funny once i started watching it i was thinking oh this is a result like yeah. I, was, I, I watched it because i was just hoping to see him do morgan freeman every five minutes but uh, yeah, so morgan uh, freeman's really really good isn't it like when he's yeah. watching the penguin documentary and he's kind of he does he was saying doing the old black people voices so he does morgan freeman then into james l jones like luke yeah. i'm your father simba i am also your father that was a fuck <laughs> one fucking hell of a party that was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's it's good isn't it like what watching the way he works around like so he's just talking about looking and like look at his dvd collection and he's just going through doing different voices of things or i think it's yeah. sec- i've watched the first episode and um Grey Worm from Game of Thrones is in it, so that made me kind of think, oh, it's quite quite big. And then um, the mum from This Is England is like yeah. his kind of love on, not love interest, but the, I don't the, know. The, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a trope, isn't it? She's the one that you're looking at thinking, oh, that's the one, like, but yeah. he, can't, he can't see it. They're, they think that they're friends, but they, they should be yeah. together. Like uh, in extras, Ricky Gervais just has a female friend. It's not like there is yeah. a, that kind of thing, even though they'd be good and suited together. Uh, and is it? Have you seen the second series when he's the woman really likes him and they she <laughs> she takes him home and then he's doing impressions whilst having yeah. sex with her. <laughs> she's like, do do Ian McKellen and he's like he's gay. It feels like an orgy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to watch. I think it's on Daily Motion if you go on the online, but you've got to watch it with a lot of adverts, like pop ups and stuff. Oh, right. But yeah. Uh, um, but I'm, I'd imagine it's... Uh, do you know who the writer is of that? Presumed it was him, because I know that he does kind of create stuff as well. This will shock you, Mark. It is Matthew Morgan. Oh, no, hang on. Matt Morgan, yeah. Yeah, how good's that? Yeah. I went yeah, associate... You said that then, because um, Matt Morgan did a... Um, uh, Terry Minot was a guest on Matt Morgan's podcast oh, right. a while back. Um, and, they was, and then Matt Morgan did an episode on, like, how to write a sitcom. Oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd, I'd, that had slipped my mind but yeah mm. it was really good on um when he was on matt morgan's podcast he did an impression of one of the bits out of predator and i thought oh wow that's right on my street that's the niche. <laughs> yeah the only thing <laughs> the only thing better than a laughter a, a room full of laughter is just one person laughing in a room yeah, yeah. no i have to uh, watch more of it but yeah he's such a good impressionist and he, try, he pretends to hide in the post box uh, as Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> People are coming up and he's talking to them through, yeah. It works, doesn't it? It's like, not a lot happens, but because of his kind of skill as a impressionist, he can make situations funny. Yeah. And he, um, 
he was in um, another one, which I don't know, it's, I wouldn't say it's underrated, but still not as much hoo-ha as a lot of others. That he He's a very small part in Motherland as well. Okay. Very minor. And um, I I don't know if that, I, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know if that's fully falls into the sort of underrated, but I could, I think anything that's on um, sort of BBC yeah. Three or BBC Two, you could argue ticks that underrated box because once they become yeah. rate, rate, rated and then subsequently overrated, they end up on BBC One, didn't they? Yeah. Um, um, he was in, um, he's a voiceover on Bob the Builder. I did look him up today, Terry Minot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bob the Builder, the Morgana show, which I don't know much about the Morgana show, unfortunately. Uh, what else was he in that I thought, oh, that's actually quite cool? Toast of London. Oh, right. Yeah, I really like Toast of London. So it was kind of, I can't remember him in it because <laughs> I, I mainly focus on Clem Fandango. Yeah. And so any other uh, kind of underrated, but it's difficult to know if like things are underrated because I don't speak to two, but you'd hardly go have these situations where me and you are actually talking about sitcoms. No, but I think because because we're fans of it, yeah. our, our sort of overall awareness is is bigger than a yeah. lot of people might speak to. So you might, if if the people immediately around you don't necessarily yeah. like watch anything, you'd you'd think oh it's underrated. Like I don't think other again other than mm. maybe you and one other one or two other people at a push. I don't think I've ever seen spoken or met anybody who's seen any of Larry Sanders. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely not underrated, because if you said to, like, an American person, oh, Larry Sanders is underrated, they, they'd say, no, you're crazy. A bit like yeah. people love it. But it just didn't um, make <laughs> it over here, did it? No. So, yeah, Rested Development, I think, I think Rested Development is underrated. That's just because not many people that I know have seen it. Yeah. And, it, and um, Will Arnett was on Sunday Brunch. Yeah, you know, it, you know <laughs> these things happen. And like you know, you've got Joe Bluth there, and you could talk about all like lots of nuances within uh arrested development, how it's made, what's it like working with all these other brilliant comedians kind of thing. And Sim Lovejoy just keeps asking about like what was it like being on a Segway so much in I just thought, oh fucking such a waste. <laughs> uh, when when he was on Sunday brunch. He did this thing that really makes me laugh, and I've looked on YouTube for it and have never found it. Mm. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm committed enough to get contact Channel Four and ask for the, <laughs> the whole yeah. the whole tape of the show and watch the whole four hours and find it. But uh, Lovejoy and Rimmer were in the kitchen doing the bit when it's just them two in there, so it's right. not with again. And the, the camera was on them, and you all of a sudden you were aware, like that, the, like Tim Lovejoy's kind of attention was taken from something unexpected, and he looked off to the side. And um, uh, Will Arnett walked into the kitchen, just walked into shot into the kitchen. Uh, I, I walked in and went, man, school was hard. Over the fridge. And got a drink out, opened it, drink, took a swig and then walked back out of shot and walked past Rimmer and, and loved her and went, hey guys. And then like, just, like, <laughs> yeah, that, now that's up my street. <laughs> yeah because he like it was that, that episode with him and johnny vegas and johnny vegas is a bit like all over him he's like a big fan yeah oh yeah you can see that bit like johnny vegas is feeding him some kind of food <laughs> like they've had and um will arnett's kind of right involved in it he's like oh, shame on you for making me love you <laughs> Just, yeah. excellent like that you've been um johnny vegas uh johnny vegas was on it must, I'm picturing the kind of panels. Uh, 
it must have been Celebrity Juice years right. and years ago, would have been. And he had Jace, is it Jason Biggs or Jason Briggs from American Pie? I think it's Biggs. Biggs. Yeah. It was on Johnny Vegas's team. <laughs> Johnny Vegas just starts screaming the lyrics of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah awesome <laughs> stuff like that like you know the the famous uh larry hagman on shooting stars these big yeah. american kind of people come over no it's, it was eight out of ten cats johnny vegas and uh i think oh was it yeah um the, the original one with jason biggs because yeah. there's a they're like Sarah Silverman was on an episode and Jason her riffing with Jason Manford and stuff. I just think this is kind of quite good. You wouldn't get this situation in anywhere yeah. else. Please subscribe to us at YouTube Review Podcast.blogspot.com or see us on Twitter at Rockle Russell One.